You're listening to The Word of Hope, a radio ministry of Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Our preacher is Pastor Brian Wolfmuller with today's Word of Hope. In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear saints, there are these assumptions that Jesus has when he looks at the church and the way that it's going to go with them. He, there, there's things that Jesus expects from the world and there's things that he expects from the church. What Jesus expects to see in the world is a hatred of his church. What he expects to see in the world is persecution. What he expects to see in the world is a fighting against those things that he himself has instituted. A great love for, uh, or a great hatred for his word. And, and a, and a, 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 a unsettling, unresting attempt to undo that word. That's what Jesus expects to see in the world. And, and he sees that. When you see all these letters to the churches, he, Jesus looks at these churches and he says, you are having trouble. You're getting it from both sides. You're hated by the world, by those that have a false doctrine, by those that have a false understanding of natural law. You're hated by the state. You're hated. Jesus, in fact, sees what he expects to see when he looks at the world, sin. But Jesus doesn't see what he expects to see when he looks at the church. And that is the warning that this text gives to us. Jesus looks at this church in Sardis, which is kind of up and around the mountains from Pergamum and inland Turkey, small town, small church. And Jesus expects to see, when he looks at this church, he expects to see good works, and he doesn't. Now, it's important for us to consider this, because this, well, you know this, this text was not just written for the saints of Sardis 2,000 years ago, it was written for us, too. Jesus has this text here for us. That we would know at least this, that when Jesus looks at the church, he expects to see good works. He expects to see us busy spending our lives for our neighbor. He expects to see us fighting to, to keep the faith true and to keep our love strong. He expects that. And if he doesn't see it, well, he warns us. Be watchful, strengthen the things which remain that are not ready to die, for I have not found your works perfect before God. Now, we want to have a right understanding of works and where they fit into everything because we know that we're not saved by works. Paul, in fact, in, in, order, to, in order to put our salvation distinct from our works, he, Paul says, Romans 5, he says, to the one who does not work, but rather believes on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted as righteousness. So that the Lord's gift of justification happens explicitly distinct from our works. You, by grace you are saved through faith, Paul says, and that even that faith is not of your own, so that, so that no man may boast. There is nothing for us to boast of before God. Our salvation is worked from beginning to end by God Himself, by the Holy Spirit working through the Word, and there is no credit that we can take. The contrition that comes from the law and the faith that comes from hearing the gospel, this is the gift of God and not your own doing. And for that we should be clear. But the faith that justifies, says Pastor Luther, the faith that justifies alone is itself never alone. Works always follow faith. Works, John the Baptist calls them, 
are the fruits of repentance. So that where there is repentance, there is fruit. (laughs) And this is so important for us to see. It's right here in the text. Is that when Jesus looks down at the saints of God in Sardis, and he sees that they don't have the works that he expects of them, he doesn't come and command them to do works. He rather commands them to repent. Jesus doesn't come and say, you guys need to get after it. He comes to them and says, you guys need to repent. Because Jesus knows, and we know too, that good works come precisely from repentance. Uh, The opposite is often preached. In fact, the opposite is preached where we know that Jesus expects to see good works in the church, and so what is preached is, we'll go and do good works. But this is putting uh, the cart before the horse. This is like trying to have an apple tree by going to the grocery store and buying apples and going home and gluing them to the tree. <laughs> I was thinking about doing that. This is really terrible. But I was, We have a, a ponderosa in the backyard, and I thought if I did that, if I went to the store and I got some apples and I taped it to the tree, then I'd have a, I'd have a pineapple tree. All right, all right. That's about, though, that is, I mean, that's terrible. But that is the, that, that is the point that Jesus is making, is that good works do not come this way. You, could, you do not set out to get after good works. What we set out to do, what Jesus calls us to do, is to repent, to know our sin, to hear the law, and to hear in the law the condemnation of who you are and what you do. To know that you are an idolater and you are rebellious and blasphemous and murderous and adulterous. You are a thief and a liar. That the law shows you your sin and the law shows you even more. That because of your sin, because of your guilt, you deserve God's wrath. And to know that, to feel that. And then to know that instead of giving you what you deserve, Jesus gives himself over to what you deserve. He puts himself under God's wrath in your place. He puts himself on your cross with your shame, with the punishment for your sin. Jesus does that for you because he loves you and he cannot stand the idea of being apart from you. That, that repentance, to know those two things is to be ready to bear the fruit of good works. So Jesus says, you lack works, and the solution is to repent. And those who do, he says, shall be clothed, this is verse 5, shall be clothed in white garments, and I will not blot out his name from the book of life. This is expounded four chapters later in in Revelation chapter 7, which is perhaps one of the most beautiful and wonderful pictures that we have in the entire Bible. Because here come all of these people who, who are coming out of what looks like a battle. They're weary and they're filthy and they're exhausted and they're marched up into heaven and their robes are made white in the blood of Jesus. If you were going to 
if you were going to wash your clothes, the exact precise last thing that you would dip them in is a huge big tub of blood. <laughs> Unless it is the blood of Jesus. And his blood takes his blood takes our sin and and washes it away. And his blood takes our good works that are even stained with our own selfish motives and our own confused efforts and it purifies even them. So that we who have the name of Jesus we who are marked by His blood will stand before Him forever singing His praises in the perfect holiness that He has delivered to us. The perfect righteousness that He had, which is given to our account. White robes made white with His blood, whiter than any launderer on earth could possibly make them. White because they are holy. White because they are perfect. White because you are holy and perfect. Because you are forgiven. So repent. Know your sin. And know your Jesus. And the fruit of good works will follow. And so will the fruit of life. I, says Jesus, will confess His name. That's your name before my Father and before His angels. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, Guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We hope you were blessed by today's Word of Hope. Hope Lutheran Church is located at 1345 Macon Street in Aurora, Colorado. Their weekly schedule is as follows. Sunday morning worship at 915, adult Bible class and youth Sunday school at 1045 a.m. On Tuesday mornings, there is a matin service at 830 a.m. with a Bible class to follow at 930 a.m. You can find out more about Hope Lutheran Church at www.hope-aurora.org. That's www.hope-aurora.org. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you in His grace. Amen.